I kind of think that spiritual health is the the next taboo. Like I think yeah, yeah, we've all accepted we all have mental health and we're all going to experience mental health problems. That's normal. But I don't think that we're just physical and mental. I personally really believe that we're spiritual as well. Hello, welcome back to episode six of Same Shirt, Different Brain with me, Rebecca Ryder. And I hope you've had a good couple of weeks since restrictions have lifted. It's been so good seeing the excitement out and about and feeling that positive energy in the air. And I think it all feels a lot more manageable than people might have thought. So it feels like it's all happening in a very structured way, our return to normality. So I did a poll on Instagram this week asking whether the pandemic had made people reassess their future. 79% of people said that it has. Um, The reason that I asked this is I listened to a podcast which was focused around not living like you're never going to die, which sounds morbid, but it's actually quite empowering when you think about it and it just made me think, I bet the pandemic has shifted the mindset for a lot of people because they're trying to think, what can I do with time now to make the most of it? You know, we we never know what's around the corner and what's the point of living a life you don't want to live? Usually it's because of fear, you know, I'm not exempt from that, but yeah, we should all just be living the life that we want to live. I know it's easier said than done, but it's nice to think that we should be able to change it. But anyway, we have Fran on the podcast this week. We met at a creative writing class a couple of years ago, and we just followed each other on social media and kept in touch online. And I thought, you know, she always seemed really nice, and I was really interested in the stuff that she was posting about as well. So I was really excited to speak to her because she's done a lot of self-development work over the last year as I know a lot of people have and she's sort of studied and learned about a lot of the same things that I have so it was a really interesting chat and I just loved comparing notes really and like totally learning our chakras that was supposed to sound like a hippie but because I watched Zoolander yesterday I think it sounded like Zoolander but I do apologize for sounding a bit croaky in this episode I think because I've had a bit of a sore throat and a cough. I blame the hay fever, not the Rona, touch wood. Um, Also, it is a longer one, again, and I was scared about putting people off with longer episodes, but there was just so much good stuff in this that I honestly didn't want to edit any of it out, and I genuinely think it's going to be useful to people, so I hope you do enjoy it, and you know, you can always listen in two different halves, whatever you want to do, however you want to listen. Anyway, enjoy! I still haven't written anything. <laughs> this is what I was going to ask you, yeah. If you'd written anything since the course. I I like had all these big ideas for a book that I wanted to write and I started writing it and um, got like good feedback and stuff, but I never carried on with it. I think it's just keeping up the habit, isn't it? Instead of thinking, well, I've not got time to write a whole book. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's habit. It's getting the habit. And also I think when we did that course... I think back then I was very much in the mindset of I'm doing this because I want this outcome. Yeah. Like I want to have this at the end of it and like kind of kind of ties into like, you know, the experience of the last year. Now I kind of think, well, I should do something because I enjoy the process of doing it rather exactly. than trying to get from A to Z. <laughs> yeah, you get you get overwhelmed, don't you, if you just think like I want to I want to be a published writer and I want a book out of it but it's getting for me to be but yeah like you say 
when you do actually get in something like that and you write it, you kind of lose yourself in that process. So it can be just a nice way to spend your time. I was talking about this with Sarah on one of the previous podcasts. Um, she was thinking the same. She really wants to write one. But yeah, it's it's just breaking it down. It's it's like I'm always like worrying about the future and how it's going to turn out and it's like that's just the key to failure really isn't it because you just can't focus yeah, on wow <laughs> yeah it's putting a bit of a tall order on yourself I think yeah yeah it really is because you can you can feel you know you can feel bad that you did a course and you didn't have a it or you can feel really happy that you actually took the step of going and doing a course and like learning yeah some new stuff I know still a step closer to something isn't it and it's still like helping yourself to learn learn something new because I really liked uh, Jane's approach to it all yeah. I thought she was like you can tell that she's a coach as well as a writer like yeah was, a lot of it was mindset wasn't it yeah it was quite reassuring like I'm, I always remember her saying like a lot of people she knew that wrote books wrote them like every morning on the commute in the notes app and it was like you know just making it sound a bit more doable really um and not letting yourself overwhelm instead of going off to like a really big cottage in you know the Yorkshire Moors to, yeah. to write a book in three something <laughs> exactly I was even thinking to myself after that I was like oh maybe I could take some time off and like go somewhere and write but it's just not it doesn't happen like that does it unless you've got the freedom to like have a lot of freedom of time running like a business that only requires you to work one day a week or something that's it yeah yeah and I like I think as well because at the start about a year ago actually I was trying to like make myself right and it yeah. just wasn't just wasn't working because I was trying to force myself to do it I was like well I'm not doing it then <laughs> yeah I know that's like, what it, you resist it you know it just just let it be and you know if you feel like writing right and if you don't don't and yeah just leave it that really um but yeah. I actually then ended up getting back into painting more this last year. Oh yeah, that's good. Which is something that like I've not done for years. Uh, but because I was so like, no, I want to be, I want to write, I want to write. And then as soon as I sort of stopped trying to force that, um, started doing something else, I actually enjoy. Well, for now, I'm enjoying a lot more anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. I was a bit like that. I started drawing again for the first time in years, and then um, evolved that to like painting this year and um anything like that's great like I've not done it now for a few weeks but every weekend I think I'll sit down and do it and as soon as you do it you lose yourself in it and like hours can just go by a concert when you're doing something like that and it's just so relaxing but for some reason the thought of it just I don't know why I resist it so much it's the thought of still resist the thought because it's like something that you're making yourself do even if it's a relaxing thing that you're going to be doing (laughs) it's really hard I think it's really hard to get ourselves out of like habits that we're used to even if we know those habits aren't necessarily good for us or making us like that peaceful or happy it's very easy to just because the brain the brain's just like but this is what we always do so we're we're doing it this way (laughs) oh yeah yeah definitely I like last year I had a period of just really trying to break my connection to my phone and like what every like moment of like boredom just like going to my phone and like my like addictive brain just going to like mindlessly scroll and I deleted apps for a few months and I really really just broke my habits with that and just like it used to be an achievement if I had to spend a couple of hours off my phone or spend the morning off my phone and now I'll just spend like 
a day or two not on my phone if I need to and it, it still helps massively but I find that if I'm tired and I feel a bit more anxious and your mind won't settle going to your phone is like just such a automatic thing isn't it and like scrolling and won't let your mind rest it's it's it makes it worse it makes it worse I think I'm trying to do that at the moment so um I'm now the first step I'm taking is I'm trying to just have my phone on airplane mode as much as possible during the day and I'm trying to leave it outside of my bedroom when I go to bed yeah so it's not the first thing like when you wake up um because yeah we're we're totally addicted to our phones and I think that it's such an easy way to distract yourself from whatever you're feeling or thinking but it doesn't it doesn't ease those feelings or thoughts no, it kind not. of makes them worse yeah it's um, productive it's just yeah it's I've really like kind of had an epiphany with it in the past few weeks so I've just been like I, I need to get off my phone yeah <laughs> as soon as you get used to not being on it as much it's really easy to just stop stop doing it the thing that scares me is when I think back all the time I've wasted like scrolling like in the years like even when I wasn't really in touch with what it was doing to me then I wouldn't know about it so much so I wasn't even trying to stop so it would just be an automatic thing like if I woke up scrolling especially on a weekend might be scrolling for ages or like going to sleep resisting going to sleep and resisting going to work the next day or whatever so just wanting to lose myself in scrolling but it's like oh it scares me when I think about it it's like such a waste of time it is yeah it is and when you think about the scale on which people are doing it because we all do it it's like all the other things we could do with that time (laughs) I know and obviously it's not always about like being productive it doesn't have to be that you're always being productive but it's not even shutting off is it it's just your brain's not getting a rest that's it yeah that's it I have actually another thing that I've um, decided quite recently I've, I've picked a bit of a strange time to do this obviously things are opening up again now I've decided to stop drinking for a bit. Oh, right, yeah. I'm not really a big drinker anyway, like particularly in the past year because I've, I've been living on my own since May last year. Yeah. So I kind of started to cut back anyway just because it's a really easy thing to start overthinking if you're in your own company, I think. Yeah. Um, and I've always been interested to know just like how, if I'd notice any difference in how I feel and like if I feel more clear-headed and stuff like that just about a week and a half ago I thought I'm just going to do it had my first test at the weekend went out for dinner with a friend and it's fine and I did feel pretty you know pleased with myself on Sunday morning waking up thinking oh yeah no hangover yeah well that's definitely an immediate benefit isn't it that you can just enjoy straight away I um did dry January for the first time this year because I was at a point where I was just like wonder what it would feel like and I'd never had that long a break in my life and I thought will I stop feeling as anxious? Um, and I did find it really easy. I think because it was in a set month where people, other people are doing it, that probably does make it easier. Like, I bet it's a bigger test now when things are reopened and you've got plans and stuff. But yeah, it, I, I did feel like I'd overblown it in my mind, like it would always be a really hard thing to do, but I just wasn't that bothered. And it, the funny thing is, though, I was a bit relieved that I didn't feel as different as I thought I might like do you know what I mean like not put you off or anything but I I thought I might have this big epiphany if I stopped drinking but it was just like (laughs) the benefit of not having a hangover and not feeling anxious I can feel really anxious when I drink so that was a massive benefit but yeah I was just a bit like okay so I I don't have to stop drinking forever but I just can reach like a happy medium which is what I wanted really just to kind of rethink my relationship with it 
at first I was a bit like, oh God, it's going to be all or nothing. Yeah. Like I know for me, like particularly this past year, it's just something, it's just another thing to do, like go on your phone. It's yeah. like, you know, lockdown, you've not, not uh, doing any Zoom dates or anything like that with people. It's just like, oh, well, I'll just have a glass of wine. And I kind of think for, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, I was like, I want to not just do it most of the time just because it's something to do. Yeah. Like I want the things I do to have a bit of meaning behind them um yeah so yeah we'll see how it goes might get harder as uh more more stuff oh it's it's, it is a really good task like to do it now when things are reopening if you've already found it easy like I mean I did a zoom call with my friends and I wasn't drinking and everyone else was drinking and I kind of like felt really proud of myself but it's like that's easier because you're in the comfort of your own home I think but even then like usually I would have like had a drink if everyone else did but I kind of just yeah, I felt like a weird kind of like power over my, myself that I wouldn't have let, let I'd kind of gone there before. And it was things like when you talk about like something to do, it's like I would mark the weekend by having a drink. Obviously, a lot of people would, but in the period that I was doing dry January, I thought, well, I'll have a bath, I'll finish work and have a bath, I'll finish work and go for a walk. And then I'm still excited about the weekend just because I haven't had a drink. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I start learn to enjoy my free time in a new way like um which was really nice and I didn't like if I used to get really anxious or like get to the end of a busy week I'd be like oh my god I need a wine and like I couldn't relax until I had that wine and I just don't think like that now especially because it would be white wine I'd go to a lot of the time and that makes me really anxious so I'm still really careful with white wine like red's fine usually as long as it's not too much but yeah it just I feel like I look back to the before times <laughs> yeah back to like the way like the cycle that I used to live my life through and it's like you say stressful week oh god I need a drink hangover weekend back yeah. to it that's it and I kind of look back and I'm like how why did we live like that it doesn't make yeah. any sense now like I, I want to something I really want to keep hold of going forward is being aware of my time and how I'm spending it and why I'm spending it that way instead of just doing what I always do um and I've done I can't remember if I mentioned this when we were talking about doing the podcast uh before but something that I ended up I actually won a spot on it so someone on Twitter held a competition for women who work in SEO to go on this six-month coaching program because there's a gender gap in oh, SEO. And, yeah, women I think might have, yeah, yeah, might be like, um, And I won one of the spots and um, just had this like six-month coaching program, which was absolutely brilliant because it was just this massive group of women um, across like the UK, two coaches leading it. Um, and a lot of it was, I thought it would all be like, these are your c- career goals and, you know kind of like formalized a bit break negative thought patterns uh managing stress dealing with stress we learned about meditation like breath work um journal like different journaling templates and it's all like it's all backed by neuroscience and it was absolutely fascinating but that really that really made me realize that before the pandemic and I don't think I'm unique in this I was just living on autopilot wasn't actually aware of any of the decisions or most of the decisions I was making day to day I was just yeah 
hamster on a wheel almost and I'm like no get rid of the wheel (laughs) yeah like just being reactive rather than realizing that you can actually shape your day and how it's going to turn out like that's been a massive thing for me it's like I felt like I was just going along with things all the time like yeah just reacting to whatever happened and dealing with whatever happened rather than carrying it like you know you'd have a stressful event on a Monday and you're still stressed about it even more so by Friday and that's why you need to go and get a wine whereas now if something stresses me out I've got different things that I do to deal with that feeling yeah and you know after a few hours I've forgotten about it and I don't I don't need by the time it gets Friday I'm not thinking about it anymore so and it just I don't know it's been it's been really eye-opening and I just I think it's good that the pandemic Pandemics prompted a lot of people to do stuff like this. I just really hope that it catches on to more and more people and like carries on afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Because those good habits, they won't go away easily. And I think when they first started announcing restrictions being eased, you're like, oh God, so am I just going to forget all these good habits? Is life going to go back to how it was? But it <laughs> won't because you hold on to it. Once things have changed, you won't like go back to how you did things before like you, you can take the best bits of like how we used to live but keep the good bits of lockdown as well and if, if you've got those things that you can go to like even just breathing it's like you, you used to see these things like yeah. like such a cl- cliched thing to see on Instagram like just breathe and you'd be like well what does that mean like I am breathing but then you, when you start doing like meditation and learning about how to take a proper breath like, I don't, don't think I even knew how to take a proper breath before like I know absolutely when we had our first breathwork session I was dead skeptical I was like I already know how to breathe I've been breathing my whole life that's ridiculous and then afterwards I was like I don't know how to breathe (laughs) I do not know how to breathe yeah I've been breathing wrong my whole life um but I I actually um it's gonna sound really weird but I actually now tape my mouth shut at night to make myself breathe through my nose so I don't do it like like that like just a little bit of like tape like that like surgical tape you can still open your mouth but it tricks your brain into thinking all right we need to breathe through the nose and there is so it's like this is another thing that I've like learned about a lot in the past year and it's uh, not just for physical health but it's huge for mental health um because it really soothes your nervous system whereas breathing in and out of your mouth antagonizes your nervous system right yeah see I didn't know this there's so much to it isn't there yeah Yeah. that's is it the Brian Gunson breathwork it is yeah because I have seen on Instagram for you I think I signed up for the email list as well but I still haven't joined one um yeah I'm definitely going to do it it sounds really good she's doing them free she's doing them free every Wednesday I think for for the foreseeable um well I think just mostly to just sort of like raise awareness of it and it's just one of those things that I think people it's probably when you talk about meditation I think that's less of a oh meditation now like more and more people know what meditation is and why it's good and it's not really uh seen as like that woo woo but Mm. I think breath work it's kind of got a double whammy because it's less heard of and then people are like but I already breathe (laughs) yeah um I know what you mean but it's really 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 fascinating and these are just it's, it's just been a really interesting way of learning about stress management because before I would always just think I just need to think differently. Um, and you can do that like through journaling and stuff and, you know, yeah. practicing 
different coaching uh, methods, but I'd never thought of managing my mental health using these physical um, practices, apart from like running and exercise. Yeah, yeah. But, um, even just we were taught about even if you have like say you have a meeting at work and it's it goes terribly and you just you know you have those moments in your work life where you just feel like I'm not actually good at anything that I do I've, it's a mistake yeah. <laughs> I've accidentally made my way up the corporate ladder I shouldn't be here <laughs> yeah um, another one horrible feeling of just like no they're gonna find out <laughs> um just taking yourself off to a quiet room and just shaking your hands like literally just shaking it, right. it's gets rid of the stress um that's another thing that I felt really daft doing those yeah. few times I was listening you learn to about it the other day it worked. yeah I, would, I was listening to a podcast saying um something like this and um, they were saying like when you see dogs shake something off like that's what they're doing and animals are just um like they do that naturally but we don't actually yeah. get rid of it so your body can really hold on to trauma or like any bit of stress you have to physically get it out and obviously we think of like going for a run or exercise that's what we get told all the time but little exercise like that definitely useful to know that you can just do anywhere and throughout the day I guess that's it and the other thing with like high intensity exercise like hit workouts or running that's not going to give you the the calming benefit on your nervous system that something like yoga is meditating like yeah. I think running it raises your cortisol levels, whereas really, if you're wanting to sort of deal with the aftermath of stress, you want to lower that. Yeah. Um, there's all these just like physiological things that I've learned from this program. Um, it was Bryony who was one of the coaches that led it, and then also yeah. a woman called Kirsty Hulls. Um, everything I've learned from them, it's like we're taught to look after ourselves wrong. Yeah. <laughs> from <them. laughs> we're yeah. not taught to like we're not ta- we're sort of you know from being educated it's all about like be you know well educated what's going on in your head know a lot of stuff use that stuff to make money but what about all the other stuff that's going on in your body we're not really taught about it and we're not really taught about how interconnected they are um oh definitely not and yeah I just think that's been a real sort of um hidden positive of the last year because I think without the pandemic I wouldn't have been prompted to apply for that competition on that one of those spots and I wouldn't have had the time and space to myself to like really delve into it all and learn yeah. so much so um well, yeah and I don't, it's, it's like you're saying because I've learned so much about it and I've been able to practice it so much I'm not going to go back to the way I was dealing with stress no. life stress haven't you so you you a yeah. lot of it you start to do on autopilot so that it's hard to undo really because you're just so yeah so literally you want you know it's like i was saying it's just habits we live we live by habits and the habits the habit before was be stressed carry that stress numb from it with wine or scrolling and then do the same thing again the next week and you can make new habits you can like wire new pathways in your brain together but you've just got to be committed i think to yeah yeah (laughs) make them take take yeah it's daily steps isn't it but it adds up to so much and then like looking back like even like looking back at like my diary from like 12 to 18 months ago it's like feels a bit shocking like you know Mm. not that I can't have bad days now but it's just how I would react to them all like the things that I was doing or the things that I was letting overwhelm me or 
um yeah just how I would deal with things and then worrying about the future as well just and just thinking like it's going to be all right though but then I'll still worry about the future now but when I look back on that it really puts it in perspective because it just reassures me that everything turns out fine it does like you don't have to catastrophize you can believe that everything's going to be fine I was so I I mean still am sometimes but I'm I just love a good catastrophe scenario in my own head of like must we go wrong I think another reason why I really wanted to like use the time of lockdown to take a deep dive into like working on myself is because I moved into this flat on my own a year ago first time in my life I've ever lived alone yeah which for a highly anxious person in a pandemic (laughs) was quite a baptism of fire um as soon as I moved in I was thinking what if my boiler blows up what if someone breaks in all these scenarios Mm -hmm. and there was one day where there's a tree I'm on the first floor flat and there's a tree right outside my living room window I had the window open it was the summer saw a squirrel in the in the tree and I was like oh look at that squirrel and then I was like what if it gets in what am I going to do and I suddenly like heard the thought was like Fran calm down it's It's probably never gonna happen yeah thoughts can just spiral can't they and it's yeah (laughs) it's just ridiculous (laughs) what if the squirrel gets in I mean come on Um, (laughs) you know I still do it now I I went for a walk last week and um I came I came in from this walk and there was a fault a fault code on my thermostat for my for my new boiler because I got a new boiler installed shortly after moving in yeah calm my my mind (laughs) and uh I was like, all right, that's it. Boiler's broken. Gonna have to call the warranty number, which, you know, it's under warranty. Can get it fixed. It's fine. But my brain was like, what a palaver. I'm gonna have to call them. You know, it's gonna be this big thing that I have to do. I've got to do it all on my own. Oh, God, so hard. Um, Rang the warranty number, bit of back and forth, got an engineer on the phone, and it turned out the batteries just needed replacing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a. But that's it, isn't it? Like your brain just jump to the worst possible oh, scenario yeah, with no evidence it's always so much worse than the reality it really is but it's hard to convince yourself <laughs> at the time that your thoughts are not reality it's um the more you yeah. know, the more reassuring it is actually yeah it definitely takes a lot of work and you know when you think about it in the context of like I'm in my early 30s so I'm trying to change thought habits that have been in place for like three decades so yeah. it's not yeah. going to happen overnight is it no it's it's I just love learning all this stuff though like it's really fascinating as well so it even the process of just finding this stuff out is like whoa it's it's some of it blows your mind and it's just yeah enjoying the process of it rather than rushing wanting to know everything all at once I know yeah sometimes as well like if you take in a lot of it in one go there's been times where it's like that jarring because you suddenly realize like why do I believe the things that I believe and why do I think the way yeah. you know like it's just because it's a habit that I've learned it doesn't actually mean that it's right or wrong or even real and it's kind of a bit like oh well <laughs> what's real and what's not it can be a bit you know a bit much taken in one go so I think it's definitely good as well to sort of do it in in baby steps um yeah definitely but, I really think as well, I think it's it's becoming more and more of a thing that people, because we've had so much uncertainty, and I think that's what it is, our brains like to know what to predict. Yeah. So even if my brain 
knew that every week what I could expect was to feel really stressed, really anxious, and then have a hangover at the weekend, Mm. which doesn't sound that great. But because it knew that's what was coming, that's what my brain liked. Yeah. It was like, well, at least I I know what to expect with this this pattern. Um, And then not knowing what to expect, not having any way of predicting the future is just really terrifying. Yeah. Because we like routine and we just like to know where we are and that's what makes us feel safe um but it's all quite exciting yeah it is that's the thing like you want certainty and you want to know that things are going to be okay but also if you knew how the rest of your life was going to play out that'd be so boring wouldn't it like there'd be no excitement so the uncertainty is good like you have to reframe it and realize it's okay but you can break it down to like little things like I got life coaching uh, towards the end of last year and one of the activities she had me do is like every day I'll sit I'll write down what I'm I'll, I'll write down how today has gone and then um mm. things you could do better or things that um you're proud of you highlight but then also what you're going to do the next day and it's not about like you have to plan everything obsessively but it's just thinking about how the next day is going to go and there's something reassuring in that and um instead of just going into the day and being like right okay um what am I doing now it just it's It's like making that intention like having a bit of trust isn't it yeah being intentional yeah exactly that's yeah that's what yeah I love that I love that I I, something I do is I try I don't do it every day but sometimes just write down a promise to myself in my journal at the start of the day um it's something that I learned from um an American doctor she's called the holistic psychologist on Instagram and her, her work like really fits in with like if you've had life coaching and like the stuff that I've learned about meditation and stuff um she basically trained as a psychologist and decided like through her own sort of experience with clients decided that the traditional model didn't do enough to help people and she's created this wow. like new model which is holistic psychology um yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's like a big af- advocate of just one small promise to yourself a day, even if it's just I'm not going to check my phone until after I've had a cup of tea, or yeah. I'm going to drink one glass of water today, and you just you build that trust in yourself, and you learn. I think it helps you really learn to listen to your own intuition a lot more. Yeah, and that's the part for me. That's a big part of not reacting to what's going on around me, whether it's good or bad to just sort of stay grounded and like calm in myself and um yeah and it's just that's a huge yeah that's it in yourself and even a small feeling of accomplishment as well for having done that thing can be huge like I know like a few people have said like when they've been anxious like little tasks have helped them like whether it's like a little bit of a cleaning task or tidying up a drawer that can really help pull someone out of an anxious period just any small feeling of accomplishment people starting to realize celebrating it as well celebrate even if it's only small um I popped into Manchester City Centre last night to catch up with a friend and for ages I've been thinking oh I'm a bit I've I've just been feeling nervous about going on the tram I think just because it's been so long I've been on a tram so I kind of felt last night I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge myself I'm gonna get the tram which you know, you used to get the tram multiple times a day, like back back before the pandemic. Um, but it felt like a big deal and I did it. So like similar to you, so another thing that I do sometimes is I try and write in my sort of um, planner diary every day, three things that I've done well or three things that I can celebrate. That was one of my three things. I was like, got the tram, oh, scared, got the yeah. tram, 
<laughs> it is a big thing though, isn't it? Because it's been so long now that we've been reconditioned to think it's unsafe to go out and we should try and avoid transport if mm. if we can. So yeah, it, it, you've got every right to feel nervous about it and it definitely is a cause for celebration. It's just part of like reintegrating into the world outside yeah. now, isn't it? And everyday life and yeah. feeling okay with things, things like that. You have to break it down like it doesn't all happen at once. Yeah, I think as well it's going to be, it's that uncertainty again, isn't it? This time last year, we felt so uncertain yeah. about how long we were going to be indoors and we're so used to that now. Yeah, we got used Going to it and it all changed. But I really think it's going to be such a like good feeling, um, even if it's scary at first. Like I mentioned at the weekend, I had dinner with a friend in Cholton. We went down Beach Road and you know what Beach Road used to be like before oh, the God, pandemic? Yeah like that again and everyone was just so happy everyone was smiling it's so like, nice I, it was just I felt so good like I hadn't even yeah. I hadn't even found where she was yet and I was just like walking down the street grinning like this is yeah. brilliant it's yeah. <laughs> energy in the air you, it's just infectious like yeah. it's so nice as well I think because at the moment it's so organized because they're all outdoors yeah. and rolling tables and they'll only um, accept a certain amount of people up to capacity and it's all table service so it all feels very controlled and like it's not like people are hanging out of pubs and it's like gone yeah. gone crazy and it's that would be that would feel overwhelming if you went straight to that. But it's sort of like <laughs> that incremental return to normality that um definitely <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it's it's nice to realise that it's so enjoyable as well because um I think I went through like bits like phases of thinking oh god like what who even am I going to be in normal life anymore like am I going to be someone who drinks am I how am I going to socialize like am I going to know how to talk to people and <laughs> like you do you <laughs> catastrophize about just going back to normal life and as soon as it comes back and you realize this really helps me feel good again it's like oh thank yeah. god yeah like I did always love this it's just that you know you have to sort of renegotiate how you interact with it and yeah and but also there's going to be so much um new that we can all add I think as well to like life going forward with this sort of like time to like reflect and make changes and stuff um because I was listening to the the last episode before earlier today of like that woman who just got made redundant and was like right let's get a business idea and let's just do it and like so many people and stuff like that and I just think I it's amazing it's great think, yeah. Um, yeah it's so nice I mean loads of people have just changed their life because they've had that space to do it or, or because they've had to and they have no other choice and it's nice that they have that excuse to be given that push yeah definitely but um I'll go to the questions and first one how is your day going today it's going good today it is going good today um yeah just I've it's been strange um working from home so much because obviously like I've really had to learn to just make friends with my inner monologue <laughs> yeah um, and it can make it or break a day if if I don't um stay aware of it and remember that it's not actually fact <laughs> um yeah, I know you mean. and I just every so often I'll just have days where I really enjoy the fruits of like the work that I've done on like learning to reassure me in a critic and just choose yeah. different thoughts like you choose an outfit like I never used to understand it when people said that like oh you choose your thoughts like you choose an outfit but now I really really do 
Like I really, really get it. It's just huge when you realise you can do that because it makes you feel yeah. a new kind of power. That's it. It's one of those things where I'm like, why are we not taught about this sort of stuff at school? Because it would make us all so much more resilient and just yeah. generally happy, I think. Definitely. Um, instead of, you know, all very anxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've just been having one of those days today where just feeling good and just sort of enjoying oh, feeling like that. Because actually the default setting, like I mentioned before, was just to always be stressed, always be thinking about something or worrying about something. Yeah. And um, I don't really do it anymore. And I don't, the way I speak to myself in my head is completely changed as well. Yeah, I, I've really tried to do that. It can be a huge thing, like just have compassion with yourself. And um, I think with the negative thoughts, I think with anxiety, one of the big things is like, if you imagine it turning out terribly, then you're protecting yourself because you've already imagined the worst that and you've prepared for it but if it does yeah. turn out really badly and you've already imagined it all you're doing is living that out twice so it's just yeah. like it's, it's pointless anyway you would still have to deal with it when it happens yeah. so it's like why not obviously you can't do this all the time like your thoughts aren't perfect um all the time but why not just think things are going to be great things are going to be really yeah. good think positively there's no heart what's well. the like obviously we don't have control over external factors we don't but thinking positively and thinking good things are going to happen is our best shot because the way you think is impacts the way you feel and the way you feel impacts how you behave and your behavior does have it doesn't control things but it does have an impact on what's going around you so it's actually in your best interest anyway to try and just think no it's gonna go well it's all gonna be fine because then you look at things in a whole new way and it's like, you know, um, there's all the law of attraction stuff and not everyone's as spiritual as that. And some people get intimidated by that. But on its most basic level, if you're thinking more positively, you, you'll perceive things in a much nicer way. And, you, you know, it, yeah. can be, it can be as small as thinking, oh, today is so rubbish because one small thing happens. So then you'll frame that day as a bad day. Whereas mm. it could just be a blip and then your day could be absolutely great. Like you don't know what's going to happen in the rest of your day. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It can be, it can be massive. Yeah. Once you start looking into all that stuff. I love it. I love reading about like there's, Me I too. think there's, there's bits and pieces that you can take from different people as well. And I think I've only started yeah. realizing recently that you don't have to take it all as gospel. So it's like, if I, yeah. if I was reading something from someone and then I suddenly thought, oh God, they've said this and I don't really agree with that. Sort of like, you know, like with The Secret, I've not read The Secret, but I know that part of that, the law, it's been a huge book, changed loads of people's lives. The law of attraction can be huge. There's loads of good stuff in there. But I don't agree with them basically saying that like people who get illnesses have fought themselves into these illnesses. Like obviously that's a lot of criticism that the book gets. Like they're saying that negative thoughts can attract things like, cancer and that's massively controversial so but you can yeah. you can take bits and pieces from different people and like and if- I think I think with this sort of stuff as well there's different people who are really into it are going to interpret something like that completely differently to someone who's never never explored spirituality yeah. at all and I think that if you if you want to sort of put a more mainstream filter on it we do know that high cortisol levels for long periods of time 
are linked to, not caused, but linked to most of the diseases that we see in, in later life. Yeah. Um, and we know that stress is, you know, is what causes high cortisol. And we know that mm. negative thinking and most of the time is the reason why we're stressed. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a sort of black and white area. Yeah. And you, I, I think to simplify it down as much to say, if you have bad thoughts, you're going to get cancer yeah it's not really going to go down well with anyone that is it <laughs> no I mean yeah the, the, there'll be some form of logic in there somewhere but yeah mm. I think the problem is now as well because we're in the Twitter era it is sound bites mm. and a lot of people will interpret yeah. things without having read the, the full book I mean I haven't read the book but I, I do believe in most of what it's saying like um the law of attraction everything like that and find it fascinating with manifestation and all that but yeah I think there's different things that you take to people and also like um there's no I've been learning more about like masculine and feminine energies mm. which doesn't yeah. mean men and women it can be obviously as you'll know it can be just be like the approach people have to things and it's either a more spiritual approach or it's a practical approach and there's really useful elements of both because sometimes you just want to know like okay but how does that actually work like how if I manifested them I think about it how will I actually get it it's not going to appear like um, yeah. <laughs> close your eyes and just hold your hands out and, like... <laughs> and I think a lot of people think that's how it works and like yeah. even like with Jim Carrey I was watching a video and he's like big on it like um he's always been huge on manifestation he talks about those really interesting stuff but then he put me off a bit because he was like when I was young I imagined wanting a bicycle and then one appeared in my living room and I was like well, no, don't say that because you're going to like... Yeah. Give us a more mundane explanation for that, please, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen. I think, yeah, it's one of those things, it's again how you interpret it, isn't it? Because I um, was learning a lot about that this time last year. And what kickstarted it for me was, again, just like pure fear, like terror of like, I've got a mortgage on my own. Like, what am I doing? What if I die and can't pay my mortgage? Like <laughs> all these crazy thoughts. And I just thought I need to learn to just not worry because I have got enough money to to pay the things that I need to pay. Yeah. Um, yes, I've got a whole flat to furnish, but you know, we'll work it out. It'll be okay. Yeah. And I just that's what sort of got me to start meditating because I was like, I just I, I had this, you know, real fear like worrying every day for months. I was like, I can't live with that there and I can't get through this no. pandemic with that I need to do something about it um so I started meditating and started learning loads about like money manifestation and yeah. what I found not about getting more money it's just about trusting that yeah it's there there's enough money to go around you're not gonna end up on the street if you miss a bill yeah you're not even gonna miss a bill like just trust that it's okay and then like some really weird things happened, like I randomly found out, which I didn't, I, the way I found out was totally by accident that if you live on your own, you can get a discount on your council tax and yeah. um, an admin error um, on the credit card provider that I used because I had, had to put a lot of stuff on my credit card because oh, yeah. I just had nothing. I had absolutely nothing when I moved in. Um, an admin error has meant that the entire balance on it is interest-free for life um and there were just like a couple of things like that that happened in the space of a month and I was like maybe this is what money manifestation is <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it completely is that's all it'll be like I mean not to say that's all it'll be because it's huge like it fascinates me I love hearing stuff like that and it it really does give you 
hope like more than anything just like and looking out for things like you might not have even realized before that those that I I would have called them coincidences do you know what I mean or like I would have I yeah. would have called things fate like I might have appreciated it was like four coincidences in the space yeah. of like two weeks and after I'd done like all this like money meditation stuff I was like bit a bit much of a coincidence for me there. yeah there's definitely something there yeah it, it it's nice to believe that magic magic can be out there and it's like yeah it's like I'd rather be open-minded to stuff like that than be completely cynical and be a bit yeah about it because what's where's that gonna yeah. go yeah. <laughs> well yeah it's in you know what I'm thinking about now as well like everything we've been talking about like negative thoughts and you know the way we're conditioned to think and behave you know like just being in habits I think we collectively like as a, a race like the entire globe we've just got this idea that there isn't enough money or enough of anything to go around yeah I really think there is I think there actually is and I think it's oh, one of those so much so much like they say that money is energy and like yeah. I was in the podcast the other day where they're talking about this and they were saying like you never actually see your money it's just it's just a figure that you see on your bank you know it's not a physical thing it's just, well, it's just made up yeah it's exactly. just literally made up and we all spend our lives trying to get more of it yeah and you know I know I'm tipping over into like capitalist conspiracy theories here but it's kind of like when you think about it in that way it's like well how many times in my life has my behavior or thinking been driven by the belief that there isn't enough money yeah it's probably a lot probably yeah. a hell of a lot and I just think wow. it's interesting because that you could say that that's part of the reason why we have toxic work workplaces or where people are too scared to sort of, you know, jump into that business idea that they've had or um, yeah, too scared to keep themselves to something that's going to make them happy. Yeah. You know, because people don't feel I like myself, it as well. A lot of the yeah, time. And it's just all it's all this stuff, isn't it? And you hear, you know, we hear phrases like, oh, you know, tightening your belts and things like that. And I just, it's this very weird sort of like collective group think attitude to money that we've all got. And I don't actually think it's, it's true. And I'm not saying that like, you should all go out and be like, give me more money. What I mean is that thinking allows us to be really stressed about money. Um, Yeah. And it's just another, it's just another way that we sort of, we're causing ourselves stress that maybe, maybe we could soften the edges of it a bit. Yeah. It's, it's another way of feeling like we don't have, freedom that a lot of us crave it's like you know financial freedom can be a huge thing and like you say it doesn't have to be oh being a millionaire because that's that's a way of thinking that that, that would be coming from a place of lack you're thinking I'm never going to be okay unless I have millions because then I've, I've, I'll be secure it can just be like you say not stressing about it knowing that you'll always have enough and there is enough and it doesn't yeah. you can't strive for more yeah, yeah. So there's always going to be opportunities there for you yeah yeah it's it's just yeah it's a lot like <laughs> I kind of like struggle to switch off from like thinking about all this stuff now it's kind of like a rabbit hole and yeah it's like once you've learned so much about it you can't unsee it you can't not no. see things through the filter <laughs> yeah it's fascinating I'm listening to so many podcasts around things like that at the moment yeah you just you the more you learn the more you you crave learn about it and like read a, a few books about it as well um re- read this series called you are a badass and um there's one which is all around yeah, I listened to that. yeah it's great have you read them 
Yeah, I listened to the audiobook. It's brilliant. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. They're so good, aren't they? Like, just change yeah. my thinking on so many things. Yeah, she's great. I mean, really, I think for me, learning about this stuff and, like, learning to think differently, it's really, really enabled me to, like, savour and enjoy my own life. Yeah. Um, without any dependency on other stuff being in it. Yeah. Um, which really, really valuable this past year. Oh, God. Um, Gratitude and I think it's huge. just a really, really good thing that I want to take forward as well. Definitely, yeah. I think it's good to strive for things but not get lost so far in the future that you never appreciate where you are. And that's why they say, like, keeping a gratitude journal every day can just be massively beneficial for, for just appreciating what you've got now and look and grounding yourself and staying present, you know, all of that stuff. Like, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of benefits to it. Yeah, they call it, they, there's, um, I think it's been doing the rounds on Instagram recently, but there's like a, a graphic of all the, the different brain waves that different emotions put you on. Um, yeah. I'll like disclaimer, I don't know how scientific it is, but it's been shared from sources that I personally trust. And um, because I've heard gratitude described as the gateway drug to all the other good ways of feeling. Right. And it yeah. like, you've up here and then you've got like appreciation joy bliss and then like below gratitude I can't remember all of them but you go further down and then you've got anger fear like and it's just a quite a good way to sort of see like when you're on one of those days where you're like I'm not good enough can't do it you, you're down here in terms of your you know your vibrations and that's yeah like gratitude is like um a really big one for just stepping out of that that way of thinking yeah um, yeah it's I just yeah find it so interesting <laughs> yeah I was I was listening to a podcast this morning actually with Rhonda Burton who wrote The Secret and um I've not really listened to her before but she was saying when you're like in a rut of anxious thinking or like thinking you're having a bad day take 17 seconds look around you and as quick as you can write down all the things that you're grateful for that you have around you and she said that can just lift you out of it so that that sounded like a really good exercise um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so next question: What are the things that impact your mental health the most? I know you've touched on them a little bit. Um, <laughs> I wrote down some thoughts on this earlier in yeah. the week, and it's <laughs> negative thought patterns. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Um, and I think, yeah, basically, what it comes down to for me is my way of dealing with negative thought patterns in the past before the pandemic was to distract or numb you know go for a run have a drink scroll on social media get caught up in a drama you know it was to distract from it whereas now it's my, my way of dealing with it is to practice different thoughts or regulate the feelings that come up because of that thought yeah. um remind myself that I'm not my thoughts um and it just feels what I've realized is I was kind of I've basically slaved to my negative thoughts before and now now yeah. I'm not that makes sense oh definitely yeah I can relate to that definitely it, it can be a, a huge thing it's funny isn't it because when you actually think what impacts your mental health the most they're not tangible things they're just mm. or you know for some people they might be it depends what where you are in life and the circumstances you're in but things like that it's reassuring to know that you can change them yeah and so many people have like done self-development work over the last year and it's great it's great to see like so many and people are sharing it as well because the more people 
learn about it, the more people want to share it. So that's why you see all these things doing the rounds now on social media and all these new accounts popping up. And yeah, I got like Rebecca, I'm going to be sending you so many links. See, this is why I was looking forward to talking to you because I knew that you'd been doing like a lot of the same kind of work. So it's like, <laughs> I sometimes I feel like a little bit embarrassed still like talking about do you know what I mean like you yeah. don't really know unless you've read about it not like oh we know other people don't know I don't I'm not like saying that in a patronizing way but obviously if you've, if you've not read about it it's hard to relate to it and I at one time I probably would have been quite cynical with, with all you know spiritual kind of stuff because I didn't get it or I just thought it was all a bit we were all um, I I kind of think that spiritual health is the the next taboo like I think yeah yeah we've all accepted we all have mental health and we're all going to experience mental health problems that's normal but I don't think that we're just physical and mental I personally really believe that we're spiritual as well I think we've got we've got that thing in us that we know is us whether you want to call it soul or your essence or whatever there's something in us that isn't up here and isn't in the body that we all know is there like really so I think that's got things that it needs as well and I think that for me that's spiritual health and I think that's going to be the next one that people are like oh no you know it doesn't exist it's you know just just ignore it which is what we were like about mental health you know however many years ago yeah I think I think soon we'll just be able to talk about manifestation at the pub whenever we want it'll be great yeah (laughs) It's already happening, I think. Yeah, more more people are talking about it. It's um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, your soul, like, sort of controlling everything, isn't it? You just don't know how to access it as easily. Like, there's so many things that could be deep, buried so deep, and like things that you believe that you don't even know you believe, and they're affecting your thoughts, yeah. and then that's affecting your behaviors, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, yeah, it, it's fascinating just to get to know yourself a bit better. I think, like, yeah. I yeah. just I just find it really interesting. It's 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 really um it's really changed the way I do yoga. Like I used I've practiced yoga on and off for about eight years, and for most of that time, it was just about trying not to get injured when I go for a run. That was kind yeah. of it. But this past year, I, I practice yoga nearly every day now, and um, I've joined the community from this like YouTube woman called Kat Meffin, and she's very spiritual, um, and a lot of yeah. like. In the community you get breath work and you get meditation as well um but all of her yoga flows obviously you get the physical benefits you absolutely do like you build up a lot of strength but it's more about um all three see so mind body and soul and yeah. like she did a practice the other day which i've not done yet but i'm excited to it's all about the shadow self so like right. you've probably heard of like you know the parts of yourself that you don't like one of the sort of most game-changing things I learned in the last year is like if I know someone you know say it's someone at work for example and my thought about that person is always oh she always interrupts she's so rude she always interrupts what that actually means is that I'm embarrassed when I interrupt people and I don't want to admit to myself that I do it so I just project project it onto her and that's an example of the shadow self like it's in the shadows I'm not looking at it don't want to acknowledge it yeah that's um, fascinating isn't it I love, that. I love that area and I love um working through that sort of like mind and soul stuff in a physical way um yeah. through yoga it's really really interesting 
Yeah, sounds like, yeah, they always say, don't they, the things that annoy you about other people are the things that annoy you about yourself. And that's why you focus on them. It's it's a really yes. interesting thing. To... Every time I catch myself doing it now, I'm like, right, we need to go and journal and unpack what this is. <laughs> <It's not laughs> yeah. me. Here we go. <laughs> God damn all this self-work. <laughs> I can't get away from myself now. <laughs> Yeah, it's really useful. It's just, it's an, it's stepping outside your thoughts is just like such a useful thing. Like I never would have yeah. done that before. My thoughts were there and I thought they just were, like they were um, set in stone. But now it's like, oh, I've just had that thought. Why am I, why am I thinking that now? Or it can be really reassuring if you think, okay, you're having this thought now, but you go to sleep, you won't feel like this tomorrow. That can like really calm you down. Yeah. Um, just stepping. Yeah, like, I actually, um in the coaching program that I did we were taught to sort of see our inner critic as a scared child so rather than when your inner critic fires up rather than trying to say shut up try and reassure it and be like no it's all right we're safe because really all it is is it's that part of you that's scared of of failing or being hurt or whatever and it's it's like you say it's trying to keep you safe by saying oh well if I imagine the worst anyway then it won't hurt as much when it happens yeah and that was really really game changing for me because it's just helped me to I kind of have this like two-way dialogue it's going to make me sound completely crazy but this two-way dialogue in my head like if a thought pops up that's like oh we can't do that we're not good enough this other voice then comes in and goes it's okay no I think we are we'll just have a go anyway we're not losing anything if it doesn't work out it's like the hand of my ego all the time now and being like come on it's okay (laughs) yeah it's it's compassion as well like not beating yourself up for having these thoughts beating yourself up for in the first place thinking you can't do things but then also beating yourself up for thinking so negatively that can just spiral can't it but yeah yeah, if you just go a bit easier on yourself and accept that we're bloody human and everyone thinks like this and everyone's a bit the things that we experience that we always think oh it's just me going through this everyone goes through like everyone I know that's the whole like premise of this podcast and it's so interesting because I kind of was thinking this but I didn't have any like real world evidence it was just kind of it's kind of obvious anyway I guess in a way but then it's like things that you read about you realize it's the more you read things the more common you realize it is but then it's really fascinating when you just talk to people that either people that you know or people that you don't know um and everyone's thinking like similar things and it's like a lot of people giving similar answers to these questions that I ask and I find that really fascinating it's um it's reassuring yeah and that yeah it is yeah definitely so what would you tell other people going through these issues uh first thing which I think we've already said is you know thoughts aren't aren't facts they're just yeah neural responses happening in your brain they're not you know you don't have to give them any weight um but you know at the same time it's really hard to just know that if you're used to not knowing it um yeah, so I would definitely I I know I sound a bit evangelical evangelical but I definitely encourage anyone who's like struggling with negative thoughts to look into coaching journal like journaling prompts like research meditation breath work so those are stuff that happens for free that you can try out and um most coaches will give you like you know a test session a, a lower rate or something like that and it's just one of those things where we still don't know what it is. Like if you talk to people about getting therapy, everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's really good for you. But if you talk to people about getting coaching, they're kind of like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I just say to someone, just like have an open mind and give it a go because I have not met anyone who's tried any of these things who hasn't got something massive out of it. No, no, exactly. It's, it's another one of those things people can be a bit cynical about, can't they? Because they don't understand it. And it's like, I think I think some people get a little bit um, defensive about it as well. Like, oh, so yeah. I'm going to pay them to tell me how to live my own life. You know, I don't know. It's who- triggering. Yeah, I don't know whose voice I was doing there, but I just imagined like a <laughs> really narrow-minded person. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel like I don't know where that's come from. Just cynicism is always going to be there, isn't it? You know, um, not everyone's yeah. that open-minded to, and you don't know until you've tried it. But yeah, it yeah. can be. It can be brilliant, and like I said, I just love learning about all this stuff, and you hear about it more and more now. So it's like. Most people must have noticed like little little things that get talked about, like obviously manifesting things like that. So it's like just curiosity as well. It's like, well, what does that actually mean? Like, yeah, I kind of just wanted to get to the bottom of a lot of it. And it ties in with what I, I do my day job as well, like working mental health. So it's mm. so closely tied, like you're saying, spirituality aspects, and then that just feeds into mental health like so closely. Mm. So yeah, it's really fascinating. Um, so I know you've touched on this a little bit as well, but um, what is your coping method when you are having a bad day? Yeah, it's. I think the main thing for me, like if I'm really stuck in a rut, is to just move. So whether that's just you know put some music on or shake or yeah. get out for a walk or yoga. Like yoga is a massive one for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's just to move my body uh, because for me, I, help, I feel like that just gets it out gets it out of my system um but another thing um that I've tried to sort of not be strict with but sort of make a more regular habit is escapism and like play yeah like that really helps me um because you can't always you know if you're having a crap day you can't always just think oh I'm just gonna go paint a picture like you know got commitments and stuff but doing that sort of stuff regularly really helps me manage better when I'm having a crap day so it's kind of like insurance for the crap day. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. That's really good. Yeah, like, like I say, yeah, really got back into painting, reading, um, uh, and also got back into gaming last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I used to, I grew up on PlayStation and... Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what happened. I just kind of thought, I grew up and thought, oh yeah, I shouldn't do that anymore. It's like, where did that yeah. thought come from? Yeah. My brother got one. I was at his flat um, I was bubbled with him last year and I was at his flat and I was like this is so much fun I was playing like Spyro the Dragon or something yeah and then I just thought I'm gonna get one I'm just gonna do it and you know seven games later here I am I've even got a beanbag <laughs> <laughs> I did that a little bit as well I was playing PlayStation for a little bit what was I playing I think I was oh Tekken I think it was one of the fighters oh I was Street Fighter <laughs> Um, but yeah, me and my best friend when I, we were teenagers or like late primary school, like spent hours on two major um, cool borders, um, even like the really horrible like Silent Hill, like the the yeah. got brother and like dare each other to go in the haunted house. There's like a evil dog gonna come out and get you. <laughs> it is it's escapism, but a different form of escapism too. Yeah, like going on Netflix or going on your phone or just um... and it's purely for the sake of doing it. It's one of those things where, unless you're like you know doing a group 
you're all putting your headsets on and you're trying to get like a good time on something or (laughs) 10 headshots in a row or whatever yeah the time something like that it's just just the joy of doing it yeah, um exactly. I, I think it's really you know it's still got a bit of a bad reputation gaming but I think it's really healthy I think it's really good for you because it's yeah. just completely out a different part of your brain yeah it does yeah yeah it's a good point I'm, I might go back on it this weekend actually you've inspired me now <laughs> on tonight <laughs> um so what's been your biggest challenge during lockdown Mm, definitely definitely being on my own um yeah at first I loved it because I'm very introverted and it was just really funny everyone's like going crazy because they can't socialize and I was like I feel the best I've ever felt in my life (laughs) um (laughs) or you know it's definitely even the most introverted person in the world it isn't natural what we've what we've just been through um and that's you know sometimes that's just been really shit to be honest you know there's not been anything I can do about it and well actually there has been and to be fair give myself a bit of credit here because it's not like I just sat and waited for it to pass I thought I'm going to do something about this I'm going to get some inner strength and work on myself and really did don't know what state I'd be in if I hadn't done that (laughs) yeah god yeah it's same here like it, it was just necessary wasn't it to do things like that I think yeah um I, I remember hearing at the start of the pandemic like it a lot of people's anxiety actually felt much calmer because one of the defining characteristics of anxiety is always feeling like something bad's going to happen so it was mm. kind of like when the pandemic hit it was like what one of the worst things that could happen <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's it like a weird reassurance that it's like it's already happened and now I'm here and I'm still I'm still going like the world yeah well, yeah I did implode but you know what I mean um I did you know I did nearly um back out of buying my flat on I just had one day where it was really? all kicking up and I was like oh god this is too much can't do it um because I was like what if you know what if I lose my, lose my job and then I can't pay my mortgage and someone who knew me was like yeah but even if there wasn't a pandemic and you were going ahead with this you would still worry about it so you may as well just do it <laughs> yeah I was like, that's true <laughs> very good point yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it was nice having, like, a lot of people thought, oh, God, like, I don't have to, like, go along with plans anymore that I don't want to do or, you know, yeah. I don't have to worry about FOMO and things like that. Um, so it's, it was a novelty for a bit. But, yeah, you definitely need the balance of that yeah. um, time to yourself and time to rest. But also now going back to socialising a little bit and obviously that's a huge thing in life as well and just having that connection with people. Yeah, definitely. So what's been a surprise positive of lockdown for you? Same thing, being alone. So yeah, sign up, there's kind of, it's kind of been a coin two sides, really. So it was definitely the worst thing, but it has also absolutely been the best thing. Um, without getting too sort of whimsical about it, I almost feel like, because we've all, we've all, you know, lived through problems and experienced things in the years of our lives. And I feel like this is just something that I really needed, like, to crack it's just learning to be okay mm-hmm. on my own because I've never lived on my own. I've always either been living with a partner or with housemates and da, da, da. And it's kind of made me realize it's like, I've always been running away from my thoughts or trying to be somewhere where I don't have to sit yeah. with my thoughts. Um, so even though it was terrifying and it's like, I've definitely had some of the lowest days of my life. I have also had some of the best and I just feel really assured now going forward that I'm not going to, whatever situation it is, whether it's friendships, relationships or work or anything, I know now I'm going to make 
good decisions. I'm not going to just run into it because it's like, oh, I just need to get away from this thought. I yeah, just need, yeah. to, need to hide in something external. So yeah, it's like I've just had a mental clear out that was like years overdue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's brilliant. Like I keep going back to this word, word but that is so powerful. Like you'll never lose that. And I can definitely relate to think I was distracting myself so much from being with my own thoughts and when we were in lockdown I was like oh my god like I'm not used to being alone with my own thoughts so much and you start to realize things about yourself that you never would have realized if you didn't have all that free time basically in time on your own yeah that's it like I think I've really really got to know myself which sounds weird but then I think it's probably not I think most of us we're so busy and we're so distracted we probably don't yeah you know, how many of us you know it took me I, like, I don't mind admitting like I've had therapy in the past and it took me until I was 27 to really sort of think about it and commit to it how many of us have never taken that step so how many of us really do actually know ourselves yeah Not many it's um it's a minefield once you get started with things like that but it definitely is and I think most people just don't want to go there which I can totally understand mm-hmm. but I just think I want to go there. I want to know everything that's in that box. I want to completely take the box apart. I want to know everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just dig it all out. Yeah. I, I bet so many people have done that over this last year. It's it's definitely yeah. positive to come out of it. What's one thing you wish someone would do for you when you're having a bad day? Um, so this this question was interesting because the only things I could think of people that I know have, have done and do, do, do. So it, it kind of, this question just made me feel really grateful for my support network, like my friends and family. Um, so one of the things I thought of was just checking in. Yeah. I've tried to make an effort to do it as well. Cause it just, just one text, even if it's just how you're doing, it can make such a huge difference. It can really turn someone's day around and it's That's just right. so easy to just send a text message, isn't it? um yeah and another one is just um like tough love <laughs> right um, yeah like my this has to be someone that you're close to I think it's not rel- it's not right for it to come for someone yeah. that you don't have a close relationship with but I um I like it when I've got some friends and like I've got this relationship with my brothers as well where we can literally if one of us is in like a negative thought spiral we can literally just say to them or say to each other I think you just need to go away and like have a word with your ego or, you know, maybe you just need to go and do the thing that you know you should do that you're trying not to, yeah. to, to get away from that kind of like, and I, the reason that I like this is because it reminds me that I've got power. I've got the power to, to turn my day around a bit. Yeah. Um, obviously that, you, you know, think like real adversity doesn't discriminate and sometimes really yeah. bad things do happen and that's different but when it's like when I'm creating the problem myself, it's just good to get that reminder that like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this to myself. I can just change what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's really useful. And it can be hard to forget that when you're having a bad day or a bad phase. Like, it can be really hard to just get lost in that fog. And um, no matter how much good stuff you've learned, that having that reminder yeah. is really useful. Definitely. And what's the best thing you ever did for yourself? Oh, I think definitely taking that leap onto the property ladder. Um, it's something that I've like always dreamed of doing. And yeah. it's kind of made me think, well, what other things 
have I dreamed of that I've not tried to do yet? That's the kind of like thought that it's brought up. And I also think like having done it, <laughs> I know I'm only a year in and I wasn't, wouldn't have said this before, but I do think that everyone should try living alone at least once in their life. Yeah. If they can. I think it's, I've just, I've learned how strong I am basically. Like I remember moving in this time last year and thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to get through this. What if this pandemic drags on? And then here I am, you know, still here. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, it, it can happen. Yeah, the world won't fall apart. It is, yeah, this is something that I always kind of heard and thought, yeah, that, that's definitely a, a great thing for inner strength. Like I've I've done it, not not for as long as a year before, but um, it's mm. such a good thing to realise what you can go through and just be with, with yourself and get to know yourself and, yeah. And what's one thing that you'd want to tell the younger you? Yeah, I'd want to tell her to just not be afraid. Like, she doesn't need to be so afraid. I think I grew up, like, with real sort of kind of working class scarcity. You know, where, like, if you're not grafting, you're going to be out on the street. Yeah. Um, that kind of, like, real sort of hand-to-mouth survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to really like get lost in my imagination as a kid kind of what is technically a disassociation but you know that's by the by (laughs) but the things I used to dream about doing were all like going traveling living abroad and I like genuinely as a kid used to think about having my own home and I've done all of them I've 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 backpacked in my early 20s lived in Melbourne for a year and now I'm sat here in my own flat and it's kind of like you didn't need to worry you didn't need to be afraid it's okay to just have massive dreams you know that was you know they were massive dreams for me growing up in like an ex-mining town in South Yorkshire where it's it it was pretty bleak to be honest um the sort of daring to have that imagination just felt like I was almost guaranteeing it wouldn't happen if that makes sense yeah because it's like it's one of those places where you know no everyone just stays there and has kids and that's it so yeah, I think it's, I'd, I'd tell her like, you know, no, it's all right. Even if you think it's totally impossible, just get lost in those dreams because you, you go on and do them all. <laughs> yeah. It's that trust in yourself, isn't it? And yeah. I think it's, it's, it's funny because everyone has said a similar thing about um, not letting fear and doubt put you off when you're younger. But also I think mm. there's a really, there's a lot of good things that we can take from having those big dreams when we were younger and daring to even think them like because we lose that when we get older and we get more cynical and yeah it it's definitely something that a lot of us lose I think but when you think the sky's the limit this is what that's it it's like getting the playstation at first when I thought about getting one I was like oh no that's ridiculous and then I was like why is it and it's almost I feel like I bought that for my inner child like for the for the yeah past who like was it's been really sad for years and I stopped playing Tomb Raider (laughs) yeah it's 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 definitely a good thing to listen to that inner child more I know when I've done like Jay Shetty meditations he touches on like getting in touch with your inner child it can be really powerful even things like thinking back and giving that version of yourself a hug like that for me has been like one of the biggest things for self-compassion like if I've thought about that and then thought about things that I've been harsh on myself for, or judged myself for, thinking about giving your inner, it's so deep, but like thinking about giving the child version of yourself a hug and saying it's going to be all right. Oh my God, like that can be. And it's one of those things where if you hear about it and you've not done it before, you think, 
all right I'll, I'll do that I don't think it'll do anything yeah I did um a guided meditation that was about sort of like you know meeting and hugging your inner child and you know yeah. like being a parent to them and um it was really emotional like really really powerful and I didn't expect yeah. it to be at all yeah it's fascinating it can yeah even like start thinking about it can like make me feel like a bit teary like when you start applying to specific things it's it's fascinating yeah definitely want to read some more on that so yeah last question the big one um <laughs> what are your go-to songs that just lift your day whatever kind of day you're having um so carrying on the inner child theme somewhat yeah the first the first single I ever bought, I think I must have been like 12 or 13, was Run DMC, It's Like That. Nice. And I still love that song as much as I did the first time I saw it on Top of the Pops or whatever yeah. it was. Like, <laughs> I just think it's an absolute tune. I love it. I recently played it to my niece in the hope that she'd love it too, and she just looked really confused. Oh, so <laughs> <all> disappointing. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's just a great song, you know, I love it, I think it's great. Um, The second one I've picked is kind of like a recent one that I'm just really enjoying, Uh, it's Jodie Harsh, My House. I just feel like when like bars and clubs and stuff are open properly, we're just going to be hearing that song everywhere and everyone's going to be loving it. Um, And it also makes me think of being able to have visitors (laughs) finally, like soon (laughs) tomorrow. And then the last one is, I, don't, I always pronounce the name wrong. It's either Licky or Likey, Likey Lee. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I th- yeah, I don't know. Um, I follow Rivers. I just love just love the song. Oh, okay. um, yeah. It's I don't just, think it, I know that one. It's a great song. Like, I actually prefer, there's a lot of, like, good remixes of it, but um, I prefer the original, and it reminds me of being in Melbourne because oh, I used to listen to her music a lot. Like, there's, there's a few artists like a set number of artists that I listen to all the time when I was out there yeah and sometimes I just listen to them to reminisce <laughs> it can really do that can't it I've got songs like that from when I lived in Spain and as soon as I put them on like it just takes me back there and makes me feel really excited like music's just so good that's it like it takes me back to and it's interesting because the, the mindset that I was in when I was in Melbourne is very much like what we've been discussing today. Like when I lived out there, because I knew it was temporary, just didn't worry about the future, didn't dwell no. on the past at all, didn't worry about anything, and like the best, the best time ever. Um, so I think it's probably more that what the song reminds me of is like the way that I thought out there. Oh, there's so much tied up in it, isn't there? In in any song, but yeah, especially with things like that that happened at such meaningful times in your life. I'm, I'm going to put them all on the playlist, so I'm excited <laughs> to smash them out a few times this week. I love getting the new ones and putting them I'll on. Say what, Run DMC one is it's great if you're cleaning your cleaning your house. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that might spur me on to uh, do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this was brilliant. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed Thanks it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've been really excited about it. Like, I've been listening to them every week and be like, Ooh. Oh, yeah, thank you for listening and like keep sending the nice feedback. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll have to catch up soon. It'd be nice to actually meet up, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I'd really like to. Yeah, yeah. to meet your dog. Yeah, we'll organise something. You're not too far from me, so that would be good. Yeah.
<laughs> all right well enjoy the rest of your day and yeah, uh, you too. speak to you soon thanks very much for yeah, see you later bye, bye. <laughs> So there you go. That was Francis Bibby. And I just absolutely loved that chat. To be honest, I was having a really stressed morning before I spoke to her. And I always look forward to these podcasts, but that really did just get me right out of it. And it was just lovely connecting. I sometimes feel like a bit of a knob when I'm talking about this spiritual stuff. So it's always nice chatting about it with people who have read similar books or listen to similar things well i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and i hope you enjoy the next week i'm going off on a holiday to a little village near shropshire in a woodside cabin and i'm so excited holiday celebrate etc and i'll see you next time thank you for listening again bye